welcome to Business Talk Sister Cock. I'm Becca. And I'm Ruthie. And today's episode title is How Gen Z is Different from Other Generations. Today with us, we have Hayden Shaw, a man who has done generational research for over 20 years, author of the book Sticking Points, How to Get Four Generations Working Together in the 12 Places They Come Apart. And I'm just going to be honest with everyone. This book was recommended to me a few years ago. I read it and it gave me so much more understanding and grace for others. Just being able to see how events have impacted different generations' perspectives and how culture has changed. It was eye-opening and it's been on my bucket list for a really long time to um, see if we could get Hayden Shaw on our podcast. (laughs) So we're really excited about this. (laughs) Thank you so much for being with us today. Well, I'm so excited to hear your story. I'm glad that you found it helpful. And I, I like the word you use that if we understand other people, it just gives us more grace for them. Yeah. And so we're going to do two episodes with Mr. Shaw. Um, and the first episode here, uh, Becca already mentioned, and we're going to get into our first question. Yeah. So could you describe for us a summary of each generation? Yeah, real quick. So, um, I've now updated the book. So there's a second edition out that includes in it. And so if if you look at all five of them, traditionalists, you know, they're the people who are, you know, now over 75 and a great group of folks tend to be more conservative politically, um, tend to be more uh, conservative economically. And yet all, all generations are more uh, liberal than they were, you know, 25 years ago, but more conservative than the other generations, um, influenced, uh, many of the people who grew up in the great depression, they've passed on, but influenced by family members, you know, had, um, had lived with that, live with the stories of all of that. And then you've got baby boomers who, you know, great, great folks, um, but they're getting older now and many of them are retiring and the COVID was an opportunity for many of them to say, okay, I guess I'm never going to wear pants again. And uh, so some of them (laughs) are home and others of them are like, all right, uh, let's just, let's just call this retired. And so they're in that age range. And then you've got the Gen Xers and, you know, baby boomers were very much the called the me generation, you know, time magazine heralded them as that. Um, they went from the survival mindset to the significance mindset of, uh, in contrast to the traditionalists who grew up in a much more challenging time. And, you know, just surviving was the key goal. Uh, many of the basic framework and morals uh, shifted with the baby boomers. And they're very focused on psychology, very fo- focused on, um, you know, self-actualization and are actually 5% less happy than the other generations. Interesting. Um, yeah, statistically speaking. Um, Gen X, on the other hand, you know, those are the folks that tend to be managers. Boomers are managers and executives in organizations now. In family businesses, it's not at all uncommon to have a, um, uh, a boomer still in the business, as well as an Xer who may be managing um, things. Uh, you know, another millennials are, are older, you know, millennials are 40. Um, and that crazy people still refer to them like they're, <laughs> yeah, these millennials yeah. drive me crazy, get off my yard. Mm-mm. And, you know, millennials are protected by age discrimination laws now. Hmm. Really? 
Yeah. So 40 is when age discrimination laws kick in. And so we just don't think of them that way. We don't think of them as people who are protected by age discrimination laws. Hmm. And uh, uh, the older end, at least. And so you've got Xers that grew up a little more cynical. Uh, Bart Simpson was their longest, you know, The Simpsons was the longest running show for that generation. Hmm. A little little edgier than Leave it to Beaver uh, for the boomers. (laughs) A little, just slightly edgier. And uh, um, and, and, and The Simpsons probably more than almost any other show, especially any other long running show, was willing to deal with any um, things, religion to politics to uh, anything. The Simpsons would handle it, um, whether you like their approach or not. So um, <laughs> more cynical. They call it more realistic. Um, had to move organizations to get ahead, typically. And mm-hmm. where the boomers tended to stay in place. And... Um, the Xers were the first generation to be native to technology. It may, it may have been a K-Pro, and, and you know, it may have been a, 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 a laptop larger than your coffee table, but they were the first generation that were native to technology. Uh, millennials, of course, the first generation native to the smartphone and the, uh, you know, the miniaturization of, of mm. information. Now, millennials, they were much more hopeful. Xers were more cynical. They grew up with, you know, the Great Recession, and they grew up with um, uh, the world getting smaller and far more global competition. Hmm. Um, whereas the, you know, the millennials, they were raised by those boomer, by traditionalists and boomer parents, and they were just raised to be optimistic. You could, you can be anything you want to be. Bob the Builder, can we build it? Yes, we can. <laughs> yeah, and Gen, Gen Z, they're the millennial you know, they mascot. <laughs> they were the millennial mascot. That's right. There was. <laughs> Quite a, and even the internet was brand new and sparkly. Post anything, anywhere. The, isn't a smartphone amazing? Well, Gen Z had such a different growing up with the younger boomers and then the, you know, the Xers who raised who were raising them. Hmm. Second half the um, and I'm sorry, second half of the Xers and the beginning of the millennials. First half of the millennials are raising Gen Z and they're like, no, 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 no. Don't post anything or you'll never get into school. First thing <laughs> they do when you for college admissions is to go search your social media and mm-hmm. uh, you know, let alone you can't be president or, you know, or mm-hmm. uh, if people take too many pictures of you in Canada, you can't be premier. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a result, it just creates a challenge. Um, and uh, uh, Gen Z is much more, What's interesting is they're much more savvy with technology than any of us were at their age. They have six different profiles that <laughs> mm. they that they juggle. Whereas you know, the rest of us were like, how do you do Facebook? <laughs> and I have to admit, I didn't mess with Facebook until I had kids go off to college. And that was, you know, that was the only way to keep up with them. Mm. And uh, now with grandkids, I check it like five times a day, um, <laughs> just like one of those, you know, just like one of those test subjects. Um, rats that just kept hitting the pellet bar hoping something would fall out in <laughs> psychological test just in case there's a just in case there's a grand grandbaby um, <laughs> with even generation z they're in they're in that unnamed generation that seventh generation we haven't our sixth generation we haven't named yet okay how's that for an overview any other details you want <laughs> i think that was great That's yeah perfect yeah so the next question we had was how are generations shaped by history and the events around them well, take, uh, you know, take the T-shirt I'm wearing. Uh, I love to wear an OK Boomer T-shirt. Have a terrible day. <laughs> I love to wear that because 
you get all these millennials or, or Gen Zs who stare at you when you're out, you know, at a restaurant or something. They're like, do you know what that means? Oh, I do. That's he hilarious. doesn't just have one. He has two. Okay. Well, well one of each color. One of each color. <laughs> yeah, I actually have a speech presentation on Gen Z where I, where I explain Gen Z using nothing but t-shirts. Hmm. And I had to get all my uh, kiddos to wear them, kiddos and, and you know, and girlfriends, uh, <laughs> to put them on and take pictures in them so I could, you know, so they were copyright um, <laughs> legit. But I, uh, yeah, you can kind of tell how Gen Z sees the world in the T-shirts they made, mm -hmm. um, especially the ones they made to mock baby boomers. Mm -hmm. um, and it was funny because you know while millennials got a lot of the heat for the OK Boomer T-shirt, it was actually, it was actually Gen Z. Entering the entering the uh, you know, larger world of voting and the world of work, graduating from college and and coming out with guns a blazing. <laughs> so some of the things that you know some of the things that made Gen Z far more liberal um, socially, you know, so people are like, oh well, they're like the millennials. Well, yeah, they're millennials and Gen Z are both very liberal socially and and um, interested in socialism. The uh, um, you know, they don't usually mean the same thing as the older generations do. You know, they think of they think of the Soviet Union as socialism, communism, whereas, um, you know, younger generations tend to think of it as Denmark. And who wouldn't want Denmark? Um, whereas, you know, so there's just a big generational disconnect. Um, uh, just a post yesterday regarding socialists and progressives and often, you know, often the media uses the word progressive to um, to capture those people who would very much favor a more socialistic form of government. Well, you think about what what shaped a generation who just baffles their aunts and uncles that they could think that way. Just baffles them. Like, you know, they're socialists. The uh, um, well, first of all, it's a big misunderstanding what you mean and they mean by the word. And secondly. They're like, I'm going to have $37,000 of debt for my college. And that's if I don't go to grad school. <laughs> and on top of that, um, I'm not going to be able to get a house till I'm 200. <laughs> and I, that's just a slight joke, but only <laughs> with, uh, with the housing market's gone crazy and left people behind. Hmm. Um, and so, you know, they, those things shaped them. <laughs> the fact that the cell phone was everywhere shaped them. Um, who they contact and how they interact there. You know, their parents were much more reluctant to let them go out and play. You know, at my age, 58, I was told to get outside. Don't come back in for a couple hours. Somebody <laughs> admitted to me earlier this uh, last, or late last week that their, <laughs> that their mother would lock the door. So we would come home from school and our parents would lock us out. <laughs> it was safe. They're like, go play. <laughs> and, um, um, all of that's great stuff in order to move forward in understanding that, you know, generations aren't strange. They're just shaped by different things that are strange to you. Mm -hmm. So what has, as you've been researching this for so long, what sticks out to you most about the changes that are occurring within Gen Z compared to previous generations? Hey, Becca, I'm just a little offended that you put such emphasis on the word so, so long. <laughs> I'm I thought, sorry. I thought about that too. <laughs> I'm just, sorry. You know, just, you know, just, just not, it, not that it's not true, but just thank you for rubbing it in. 
<laughs> oh yeah. no, I was more just saying like you have a lot of experience. That's what I'm. I'm just giving. I'm just giving <laughs> smack. I'm just talking smack. <laughs> just thought that was funny. The um, no, so say the question again. In 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 so much of my research, what was your question? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will I will re ask it. <laughs> As you've been yeah. researching um, all of these different generations, what sticks out to you most about the changes that are occurring with Gen Z compared to previous generations? Well, I think that's a great question because. Um, People have been saying, oh, Gen Z, they're the millennials, but on steroids or no, if you don't, if, you know, if you think you understand um, Gen Z because they're like the millennials, you're wrong. And so there's all these contradictory messages about Gen Z. And the fact is, some things are a lot like the millennials, like their political <coughs> focus. And then other things are not like the millennials at all. The millennials came in much more optimistic. Gen Z is much more buckled down. Hmm. Yeah, millennials were like, can we build it? Yes, we can. <laughs> Gen, Gen Z was like, yeah, no, I just got to find my way at work and build a career. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Gen Z is like, I don't plan to get married until I'm after 30, because that's how much time I have to put to advance my career. And it would really wouldn't be fair to a relationship to do that. Hmm. Wow. Interesting. That's mm -hmm. a long time. <laughs> well, it is a long time. Well, it was a long time. Um, the average age of marriage, especially after the uh, after Rona, is 30 for men and 28 for women. It just keeps going up. Mm. And so that's one of the big shifts with Generation Z is kind of the cutting edge of generational research is life stages. Mm -hmm. And millennials as well, but millennials and Gen Z are both shaped by um, much longer time to get education and uh, you know longer time to be taken as a full-fledged adult. So people over 30 see adulthood at beginning at 28. People under 30 see adulthood as beginning at 28. It's one of the few things everybody agrees with statistically. Hmm. Wow. So 28, magic number. <laughs> yeah, 27, 28. And it's all around the world. All hmm. around the world, people agree with that, that there's this new life stage between adolescence and full adulthood. You know, my daughter, my daughter's 25. You know, she'll graduate and a couple of months as a physician's uh, they just recently voted to change the name from physician's assistant but anyway <laughs> um she's graduating and you know she's like i i don't think of myself as an adult hmm. i think of, you know, she thinks of herself as, as in between time Gosh. and you know makes that makes sense you know she's not finished you know it, a long education um but also a lot more freedom. Matter of fact, I did a TED talk on it in case you're, you know, your listeners are interested. Um, I did a TED talk called why half of what you heard about millennials is wrong. And it's about why half of what shapes their behavior is their life stage. And especially this new life stage of emerging adulthood and not even their generation. They're not disloyal because they're millennials. They bounce around organizations in their twenties because they're emerging adults. Hmm. hmm. Yeah, so I have a question. And that'll be the case with Gen Z as well, because that's a life stage change and not a generational change. So I have a question for you then. And do you find it common for people to become upset like when you're talking about generational differences because they feel like they don't identify with one over another? Occasionally. Uh, some of us are cuspers. Uh, I've, I've noticed a disproportionate number of people who who research and speak about, write about the gen generations who are cuspers between two. 
So I have some characteristics of, of boomers and some characteristics of Gen X. And so uh, I think often people who are on the cusp find themselves struggling to identify with the generation. Hmm. Yeah, my daughter would be a cusper at 25. She would have characteristics of Gen Z and more, and more characteristics of millennials. Gotcha. And so, you know, she would be a cusper though. She wouldn't, uh, there's usually a four to five year gap between where the generations overlap and it's hard to tell exactly where one ends and another begins. Okay. So um, when you think about like the differences between the generations, how do you see um, communication style differing between generations? Uh, the older generations are, uh, I always joke, you know, I was up in uh, your fine state in Minneapolis talking to a whole group of people who are family farmers hmm. one Saturday. And I said, Hey, if you want to make yourself a thousand dollars in 10 minutes, just shut off your phone, put it flat, slide it in the middle of the table and say, well, Hey grandma, what's going on? And they will go change your will. They will change their will and cut your parents out and give them money <laughs> to you. You'll make a thousand bucks a minute because they will shift the money over because they're like, oh, they can make eye contact. What a wonderful child. I knew they'd turn out okay. Because can you make eye contact? Whereas for, you know, baby boomers, they grew up. And, and, and if you remember the movie, It's a Wonderful Life, that's how George and Mary fell in love. They fell in the water. They walked home. They sang. They talked. <laughs> they, they wrote letters. It was, you know, how people fall in love is how they prefer to communicate. Baby boomers, they, they were all about the phone, all about the phone, calling home. And the old man on the one phone was sitting in the chair by the phone. And you had to take your life in your hands. <laughs> is Lori there? Who's this? I don't know. I think <laughs> I wet myself. So you, 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 you took your life you know in what? your Never hands. Never mind. <laughs> the old man, where you know, Gen X, they got all those little discs in the mail. And so, you know, they were dialing up and going to chat rooms. And all kinds of people didn't have dad screening, quite frankly. All kinds of, I've had people say to me, I know, I dated some losers because the old man wasn't there to screen them. Hmm. Uh <laughs> they were, they, you know, they were on dial up in chat room. <laughs> so what is the best way to start understanding Gen Z better, would you say? I think the best way to understand Gen Z better is to look at um, a, a kind of an overview of characteristics. So when I updated the sticking point book, I, I, I added um, some things that I call ghost stories, because to your point about history, they're the, they're the stories that explain you know, whether they're, you know, whether you can back them up with history, you know, the historian will go, yeah, that's legit. They're the stories that make sense of people. And I think the, what I wrote in the book would be historically legit. But, you know, in our relationships, we tell stories. And, and half the time, my wife goes, that's not quite how it happened. <laughs> but the stories, even if they're not historically all nailed down, they explain why we think certain things or why we react certain ways. And so one of the, uh, one of the best ways to understand Gen Z is to understand just some some characteristics the research picks up. The first one is they are much more focused on mental illness. If, if you know, mm -hmm. if um, LGBTQ plus were, was the way the millennials came out of the closet, mental health and emotional health would be how Gen Z comes out of the closet. So I, you know, I start mm -hmm. the chapter off with my daughter singing every word to uh, 
Evan Hansen. I'm like, this sounds like a musical about mental health. She goes, I know. <laughs> All right. So mental health, suicide, online personas. I mean, Evan Hansen sold more soundtracks the week it came out than any other musical, including Hamilton. Any other hmm. musical since 1969 in the Man of La Mancha. Wow. That's crazy. So, you know, just like um, just like Wicked kind of captured, if there was a musical for the millennials, I'd, call, I'd say Wicked captured the millennials. And uh, Rent even calls itself on its website the, the, the musical for Gen X. Hmm. Um, if there, Evan Hansen was clearly the musical for Gen Z with the with the struggles and, and challenges that people face with all that technology and with managing your personas online, uh, with mental illness, with drugs, and uh, you know, then just with with um, um, neurological diversity is now kind of the phrase that's being used, even instead of mental or emotional illness. Hmm. But people talk very openly about that. And older generations may go, oh, those snowflakes. Well, the snowflakes are coming in saying, hey, I've got doctor's orders here. Now, how are you going to accommodate this? And talking about communication, I don't know why you're yelling. Um, you're triggering me. And while older generations <laughs> make fun of that. I, I yeah. get you right now. Go ahead. Yep. Yeah, while older generations make fun of that, you know, 50% of people told um, um, UCLA's freshman survey, 50% said they plan to use counseling services at the university they went to. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. But this hmm. is one of the reasons Time Magazine had a cover story three or four years ago now of how counseling centers and universities were, you know, quadrupling their staff just to handle intake. Hmm. Mm -hmm. They don't want the, you know, of course, the, they don't want the moral liability of not being able to get to someone who you know, who harms themselves or even mm -hmm. the financial liability of a family saying, well, my child came to you and you couldn't see them and they committed suicide. Mm -hmm. And so much more open when 50% of people said, yes, I'll consider. Mm -hmm. I mean, 50% of people aren't even gluten-free. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Seems like those are multiplying too. <laughs> um, well, that's right. That's yeah. right. And I'm all, and that was a pretty hot thing on college campuses for a while. Oh, I'm gluten-free. Mm. Yeah, really. Yeah. I have been for 25 years, and no, you don't want to be if you don't have to be. So, anyway. yeah, the um, um, nothing tastes like a hamburger in a real hamburger bun that doesn't fall apart into 47 pieces when you get <laughs> into it. I'm just saying, as a very bitter man who has to go gluten free. <laughs> My brother has a saying there. He, he'll ask me if I'm like upset about something. He goes on a scale of one to nature Valley granola bars. How badly is your life falling apart? So maybe you should, that could be yours, but for gluten-free uh. <laughs> hamburger buns. <laughs> well, we have so enjoyed um, getting to chat with you, uh, Mr. Sean. Uh, we just thank you so much for joining us today. We're going to have part two next week. So make sure to tune in for that um, before we kind of wrap up and go into our sister gawk portion Hayden could you tell us uh where to find you yeah you can find me at peopledrivenresults.com how's that for a long website name <laughs> so www.peopledrivenresults.com and, and um and you can also see me from time to time on linkedin okay Awesome. awesome. Okay. So I'm really excited about this because Hayden said he has a story to share with us this week. <laughs> and um, I go ahead and take it away because I'm looking forward to hearing about it. <laughs> well, uh, 
somebody who was researching a television show, you know, people are always pitching shows for cable. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, there's local cable and there's national shows. And uh, one group that, you know, uh, was had a lot of cooking shows that were fairly famous. They were what they had this uh, concept of doing kind of, uh, you know, big house. Um, but they wanted a generational expert. And then they were going to get a married couple from four generations that were having problems and spend the whole week together. And then they would be criticizing each other. And then kind of the expert would would come in and give some, you know, give some advice. And they, we, they did to do a screen test. So we had to get on, you know, log on to Skype. And they wanted to meet, you know, then they wanted to meet my wife. So my wife and I had to sit there together. And they're like, oh, she's the funny one. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> and, uh, and so uh, then they got my son. He woke up like, you know, it's 10 in the morning. He woke up. They're like, oh, put your son on. And his hair is sticking up. He's going, what is this? I said, oh, it's a screen test for a television. And his hair is sticking up. He's, I don't want to do this. I said, get over here. And all she said was, so what's it like having a generational expert for a father? Goes, I just woke up. I may answer too honestly. <laughs> and sometimes it's just a downright pain in the butt. And so the, uh, she just thought that the, the, you know, and I, he said to me, this is what show you're going to watch people of different generations and they expect us to do an entire season of episodes. Seems like it's a one and done to me. One episode and it was cute and it was over. Mm. I said, that's what I was kind of thinking too. I don't expect it to get picked up. But uh, he just thought it was, they just thought it was hilarious that he was like, well, you know, it's not everything it's cracked up to be having an expert for a father. <laughs> did they end uh, up picking uh, up, did they pick up, up the show? No, just like we thought. They're like, yeah, you know, none of the, none of the channels were interested. <laughs> I mean, seriously, how much can you milk the generational tensions between, you know, uh, uh, for you know, how many seasons can you get out of that? I guess. I mean, they, they look what they did with Jersey Shore. They really went ham on that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, you know. I feel like if it was a comedy show yeah. that was like pre-scripted, they could probably make it last a long time. Oh, well, <laughs> but... and, and you know, think about how many shows the generational differences um, mm. are. You know, kind of are the big deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes complete sense to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so you know, I. Uh, uh, so my son was mocking, my, uh, not mocking, he was just answering truthfully about this. So not all it's cracked up to be to have a generational expert who's researched generations for so, so long. He's not all it's cracked up to be to, uh, you know, have a generational expert for a dad. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us this week. Um, and if you guys enjoyed this episode, you should give us a review on Apple Podcasts. And um, next week, we're going to be focusing a lot more specifically on the business aspects of how Gen Z is shaping things. So definitely tune in next week and we will see you soon.